0: You are now listening to Mark's Unexplained World by Mark the Medium on Hinkley Community Radio, a non-profit podcast radio station. Tonight's episode is about the tragic story of David Raymer. Over to you, Mark.
1: David Raymer was born on the 22nd of August, back in 1965. He was a Canadian man who was raised as a girl after his penis was severely injured during a botched circumcision during his infancy. He was raised as a girl following medical advice and intervention from psychologist John Money. John Money oversaw the case and reported the reassignment of David Raymer as not only a success, but as evidence that gender identity is primarily learned. However, years later, when David Raymer was between the ages of 9 and 11, he realised that he was not a girl, and so by the age of 15, he started living his life as the male that He knew he was. His case was well known for years in medical circles anonymously as the John Joan case, but David Raymer later went public with his story to help discourage similar medical practices. However, sadly, at the age of just 38, due to severe depression, on the 4th of May in 2004, David Raymer committed suicide. Greetings, unexplainers. Thank you for tuning in again and listening to this episode of Mark's Unexplained World. My name is Mark Hughes. I'm a psychic medium, a ufologist and a true crime buff. In this episode... I'm going to tell you about the very sad life surrounding the tragic story of David Raymer. And this week's necessary disclaimer. This is an episode that sadly involves details of mental health, botched surgery, alleged sexual assault and suicide, so it may prove upsetting to some. I must stress here, listeners, that this episode is a very sad case and also very graphic. You listen at your own discretion, with all opinions and comments being strictly my own. However, the facts in this episode still remain very, very true. I also, I, 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 I also apologise if I pronounce anything incorrectly, like then you notice. As most of my listeners could tell you, sometimes my mouth moves quicker than my brain. Anyway, let's get back to the story. David Bruce Peter Raymer was born in Winnipeg in Manitoba, Canada, on the 22nd of August in 1965. He was the eldest of identical twin boys. He was originally named Bruce, and his identical twin brother was named Brian. The parents of Bruce and Brian were Janet and Ron Raymer, a young couple of Mennonite descendants who had married in the December of 1964. For the benefit of the first part of this episode, I will be referring to David Raymer as Bruce Raymer, his original name. A short interesting side note here, Mennonites are a group of Anabaptist Christian Church communities, Anabaptists being those who choose to get re-baptised again when they convert or declare their faith in Christ even if they had already been baptised in childhood. The name is derived from that of one of the early prominent leaders of the Anabaptist movement. Although Mennonites are a global denomination, with church membership from Europe, Asia, Africa and the Americas, certain Mennonite communities with ethnocultural origins in Switzerland and the Netherlands bear the designation of ethnic minorities, or Mennonites, sorry. When Bruce and Brian were aged just six months old, their parents became concerned about how both of the boys urinated. So, after seeing the GP, the boys were diagnosed with formosis. Formosis is a condition in which the foreskin of the penis cannot stretch to allow it to be pulled back past the glands. It may also cause a balloon-like swelling under the foreskin during urination and it may result in a lot of pain during an erection in teenagers and adults. But apart from that, it is not usually painful. Those who are affected are at a greater risk of inflammation of the glands, known as balantis, along with other complications. Due to this phimosis, both of the twin boys were referred to referred for circumcision at the tender age of just seven months. The operation was performed by general practitioner Jean-Marie Holt using the unconventional method of electrocausiterization. Unfortunately, the procedure burned Bruce Raymer's penis beyond any possible surgical repair. Electrocauterization is the process of destroying tissue or cutting through soft tissue using heat conduction from a metal probe heating by an electric current. The procedure aims to stop bleeding from any small vessels. Electrocautery applies high frequency alternating current by the unipolar or bipolar method. It can either be used as a continuous waveform to cut tissue or an intermittent waveform to coagulate tissue and prevent blood loss. Due to the malpractice surgery on Bruce's private parts, the doctors took the decision not to operate on Brian. Whose phimosis soon cleared itself without any such surgical inven- uh, intervention. Sorry, the parents, Janet and John Raymer, were obviously concerned about their son's prospects for future happiness and sexual function without a penis. One day, in the February of 1967, the Ramers were watching a Canadian television news programme called This Hour Has Seven Days. And on this particular episode of the programme, they watched a prominent psychologist, John Money, discussing his theories about gender. John Money was a prominent proponent of the theory of gender neutrality in that gender identity was developed primarily as a result of social learning from early childhood and that it could be changed with various appropriate behavioural interventions. So, having watched this interview, Janet and Ron Raymer decided to take young Bruce to John Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore to see the psychologist John Money in person. At that time, John Money was developing a reputation as a pioneer in the field of sexual development and gender identity based on his work with intersex patients, i.e. those who cannot be readily identified as male or female at birth due to the lack of development of their sexual organs. And as a result it was decided that Bruce Raymer was to be raised under the optimum gender-rearing model which was the common model for sex and gender socialisation and medicalisation for intersex youth. At that time, in the late 1960s, the surgical construction of a vagina was more advanced than the surgical construction of a penis. And not only that, but John Money believed that Bruce Raymer would be happiest in his adulthood living as a woman, with a functioning genitalia. To be honest, I can't help but think that additionally for John Money, this was a case where identical twin boys were involved, where one could be raised as a girl, provided the protected testing ground for his theories regarding appropriate behavioural interventions. John Money and the John Hopkins Hospital family team managed to persuade Bruce's parents that the sex reassignment surgery would be in their infant son's best interest. I think it's only fair to point out here that when John Money first recommended a surgical procedure to create an artificial vagina for Bruce, both parents did actually refuse. So at the age of just 22 months, little Bruce Raymer underwent a biolateral arch- orchidectomy in which his testes were surgically removed and a rudimentary vulva was constructed by genital plastic surgery. After the <coughs> successful surgery, and yes, I had put the word successful in inverted commas, Bruce Raymer was reassigned to be raised as a female and given the name Brenda Raymer. Psychologist John Money gave Little, little Raymer sorry, support for the reassignment and surgery and continued to see Bruce Stroke Brenda annually for consultations and to assess the long-term outcome of the treatment. To John Money... This reassignment case was considered an especially important test case of the social learning concept of gender identity. For two reasons. First, Bruce Raymer's identical twin brother, Brian, made an ideal control, mainly because the brothers shared genes, family environments and their mother's uterus. And secondly, this was reputed to be the first reassignment and reconstruction performed on a male infant who had no abnormality of, of or early prenatal. Po- sorry, prenatal or early postnatal sexual <laughs> differentiation. Sorry about that, guys. In other words, if it wasn't for the circumcision, there may n- then he may never have grown up as a normal boy.
0: No, he may, no, he have, may grown have grown up as a normal boy. Can't
1: read what I've written. OK, sorry, guys. After this first short break in part two, we will look at a few more details regarding psychologist John Money and the problems Bruce Raymer had during puberty, adolescence and adulthood.
0: This show is brought to you courtesy of Neil Packer and the Haunted Antiques Paranormal Research Centre. Find them online at www.hauntedresearchcentre.com or at 9211 Regent Street, Hinkley, LE10 1AW open on Saturdays from 10am to 4pm for guided tours of the haunted rooms at just £3 per person. Booking is essential at all times and over 16s only please unless accompanied by an adult. The haunted rooms are extremely haunted and paranormal activity could and has taken place at any time. Some areas and particular objects or items can be quite scary and unnerving. Membership is available for £25 to qualify for selective offers. And why not download the app, available on both iOS and Android, for only £3.99 to keep up-to-date with what is coming up at the centre.
1: Psychologist John William Money was a New Zealand American psychologist, sexologist and professor at the John Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore. He was primarily known for his research on human sexual behavior and gender. He was of the belief that gender identity was easily influenced or pliable within the first two years of someone's life. John Money was also an advocate for the surgical normalization of the genitalia of intersex infants, advancing the use of more accurate terminology in sex research Coming, coining the terms gender role and sexual orientation. However, despite widespread popular belief, John Money did not coin the phrase gender identity. He was, however, one of the pioneering psychologists behind drug treatment for sex offenders in order to extinguish their sex drives. Since the 1990s, John Money's work and research have been the subject to significant academic and public scrutiny. John Money firmly believed that transgender people had a ide, ide, ide fix. On a quick interesting side note, an ide fix in psychology is a preoccupation of the mind believing to be firmly resistant to any attempt to modify or change it. In other words, a fixation. The name originates from the French Idi as in idea, and fix, as in fixed. He also established the John Hopkins Gender Identity Clinic in 1965. The psychologist would screen adult patients for two years prior to granting them a medical transition, believing sex roles should be de-stereotyped so that masculine women would be less likely to desire transition. From what I can see it seems that John Money is generally viewed as a negative figure by the transgender community which, if I'm to be honest here, I'm not really surprised. John Money's books and papers have been translated into many languages and include around 2,000 articles, chapters and reviews whilst also receiving around 65 honor awards and degrees in his lifetime. In the 1950s he married Bonnie Boller, but they never had any children. John Money passed away on the 7th of July in 2006 in Tucson, Maryland due to complications from Parkinson's disease, one day before his 85th birthday. He was survived by eight nieces and nephews. For the remainder of this podcast, I'm now going to refer to David Raymer as David Raymer and not as the name suggested by his parents i.e. Brenda. During David Raymer's adolescence, he was given estrogen to help with inducing of the development of the breasts. For several years, psychologist John Money reported on David Raymer's progress as the John-Joan case. Money wrote, and I quote, The child's behaviour is so clearly that of an active little girl and so different from the boyish ways of her twin brother. His twin brother, of course, being Brian Raymer. Both the twins attended Glenwood School in Winnipeg. And from the age of 14, David Raymer attended R.B. Russell Vocational High School in Winnipeg. But eventually, he was tutored privately. By the age of 13 years old, David Raymer was experiencing suicidal depression and told his parents he would take his own life if they made him go see, or go to, the psychologist John Money again. I will go into more details of what both the twins endured during these sessions later on in part three of this podcast. Finally, and following the advice from their son's endocrinologist and psychiatrist on the 14th of March 1980, David Raymer's parents... Janet and John Raymer told him the truth about his sex reassignment. So now, at the age of 14, having been informed by his past, by his parents, David Raymer decided to resume a male gender identity and call himself David. The young man then underwent treatment to reverse the reassignment, including testosterone injections, a double mastectomy and phalloplasty operations. On a brief but important piece of interesting info, phalloplasty is the construction of or reconstruction of a penis or the artificial modification of the penis by surgery. The term is also occasionally used to refer to penile oh, sorry, to penis enlargement. During his young adulthood, after his reverse assignment surgery, David Raymer first worked in a slaughterhouse. And then he moved from company to company, working at various jobs, trying to earn enough money to live on. On the 22nd of September in 1990, he married a young lady called Jane Fontaine and went on to adopt her three children. His hobbies included camping, fishing, antiques and collecting old coins. David Raymer's case came to international attention back in 1997 when he told his story to an academic sexologist called Milton Diamond, who then persuaded David Raymer to allow him to report the outcome of his story in order to dissuade other physicians from treating other infants in a similar way. Soon after this, David Raymer decided to go public with his story. Canadian journalist, author and novelist, John Colapinto, in the December of 1997, went on to publish a widely disseminated Is that right? Yeah. Disseminated an influential account of David Raymond's story in the Rolling Stone magazine. The article won the National Magazine Award for reporting at the time. In the year 2000, This was then later expanded into a New York Times best-selling biography called As Nature Made Him, The Boy Who Was Raised As a Girl. In the book, author John Colapinto described how, contrary to psychologist John Money's reports, when David was living as Brenda, he did not identify as a girl. John Colapinto also reported in his book that David was ostracised and bullied by his peers, who dubbed him the name of cavewoman and neither filly dresses nor female hormones made him feel any more female in 90, sorry, A 1997 academic study criticised John Money's work in many respects, particularly in regard to the involuntary sex reassignment of the infant child, David Raymer After this second short break, in part three, we will look at further details of John Money's work and the therapy sessions he had with both David Raymer and his twin brother Bruce when they were just six years old.
2: Fright Nights was established in 1999 as the first company in the world to offer overnight ghost hunt experiences to the general public, pioneering paranormal events since the last century. Fright Nights operate at hundreds of the UK's most haunted and exclusive venues. All events have their own team of experienced paranormal investigators, mediums and psychics. They have a VIP Members Club for regular returning guests, offering loyalty discounts and exclusive invitation-only events. They can also host private events for your family and friends. You can contact them on 07 852 628 or email them at office at frightnights.co.uk. Or take a look at their website at www.frightnights.co.uk where you can see the many locations they investigate and learn about them and the opportunities they have available. Hundreds of ghost hunters join Fright Nights every month for the most thrilling ghost hunting experiences they'll never forget. If you haven't been on a ghost hunt before, then why not join them to see what it's all about? Why not visit their social media sites for up-to-date information on all the places they visit and to see what's coming up in the future? They look forward to seeing you all soon. Fright Nights, ghost hunting events. Remember, only the original will do.
0: We think it's only right to warn listeners that this next part of Mark's unexplained world, the tragic story of David Raymer, contains some very distressing details and may be very upsetting to some of our listeners, especially those with young children. Discretion is advised.
1: Psychologist John Money published a number of papers reporting the reassignment of David Raymer as being successful. David was raised under the optimum gender-rearing model, which was the common model for sex and gender socialisation and medicalization for intersex youth. The model was heavily criticised for being sexist and for assigning an arbitrary gender binary. According to the author John Colapinto, in his book The Biography of David Raymer, When David, who had by now had his reassignment surgery to Brenda, and his twin brother Brian were just six years old, during their therapy session, psychologist John Money showed the brothers pornography and forced them to both rehearse sexual acts on each other. Again, according to Colour Pinto's book, John Money would order David Raymer to get down on all fours and force his brother, Brian, to come up behind him and place his crotch against his brother's buttocks. John Money also forced six-year-old David in another sexual position, and that was to have his legs spread with his twin brother, Brian, on top. If either either of the six-year-old twins resisted any of these requests, John Money would get very angry with them. Pinto's book also states that John Money forced the two six-year-old children to strip for genital- sorry, genitalia inspection. And if they resisted his request for inspecting each other's private parts, the psychologist again got very aggressive. David Raymer recalled, and I quote, He told me to take my clothes off and I just did not do it. He st- I just stood there and he screamed, now. Louder than that, I thought he was going to give me a whopping, so I, I took my clothes off and stood there shaking. Both David and Bruce later recalled that John Money was mild-mannered around their parents, but ill-tempered when he was alone with them. And strangely enough, according to uh, Carlo Pinto's book, John Money, on at least one occasion, took a photograph of the two children performing these sexual acts. John Money's rationale for his treatment of the children was his belief that, and I quote, childhood sexual rehearsal play at thrusting movements of copulation was important for a healthy adult gender identity. Brian Raymer later spoke about the therapy sessions, but only with the greatest emotional turmoil with his twin brother, David Raymer, unwilling to speak at all about the details publicly. And I can't say that I blame him. Despite the decades of physical and emotional pain, and the turmoil that the twin brothers went through at the time. Psychologist John Money also reported on David Raymer's progress as the john Joan case, to preserve a level of anonymity. He also also used the David Raymer reassignment as an apparently successful female gender development case, and used it to support the feasibility of sex reassignment, and surgical reconstruction, even in non-intersex cases. However, by the time the deception was discovered, it was too late, because the idea of a purely socially constructed gender identity had become the accepted medical and sociological standard. In addition to his difficult lifelong relationship with his parents, David Raymer, apart from his brief job as the aforementioned uh, slaughterhouse, he was mainly an unemployed person. And then sadly, on the 1st of July in 2002, David's twin brother Brian was found dead from an overdose of antidepressants. And as a result, David experienced terrible remorse due to the death of his twin brother Brian. And then just as David Raymer thought things couldn't get any worse, on the 2nd of May 2004, his wife Jane informed him that she wanted to separate and ask for a divorce. So two days later, on the morning of the 4th of May 2004, David Raymer drove to a grocery store parking lot in his hometown of Winnipeg and whilst stood in the car, shot himself in the head with a 12-gauge sawn-off shotgun. According to his mother, she stated, and I quote,
0: He had recently become depressed after losing his job
1: and separating from his wife. He was just 38 years old. David Raymer was buried in the St. Vital Cemetery in Winnipeg. I'm not going to lie to you, unexplainers, this was a very difficult podcast for me to write about without me getting very angry. I don't consider myself a professional journalist, I just try to inform you, the listeners, of any interesting stories that I come across and do the research accordingly. I suppose what made this difficult to write was the complete arrogance of the psychologist John Money. He seemed so hell-bent on proving his own theories on gender identity and his belief that it was so easily influenced by or pliable within the first two years of someone's life. And so strong was his belief in this ridiculous theory that he not only destroyed a man's life, but he pretty much wrecked a whole family. There were certain parts of this episode that I wasn't going to include mainly the therapy session between the twin boys and John, Mar- John Money. But I did read that David Raymer wanted his story to be told, so I like to feel in some small way I've helped with his wishes. I did try to find out whatever happened to David and Brian's parents, Janet and Ron Raymer, but all I got from Google was this, and I quote,
0: It is possible that they have passed away or they are living in private isolation.
1: And from what I can see during my research, psychologist John Money never commented publicly on on John Colapinto's book, The Biography of David Raymer, or on David and Bruce Raymer's suicide. Although, according to one of his work colleagues, John Money said that he was mortified by the case, and so he should be. All I can say at this stage from me and my editor, Linda, is rest in peace, boys. Our thoughts are with you.
0: Thank you all for taking the time out to listen to this episode of Mark's Unexplained World. In our next episode, Show 75, we are going to be looking at the Nanjing Massacre. The Nanjing Massacre, or the Rape of Nanjing, was the mass murder of Chinese civilians in Nanjing, the capital of the Republic of China immediately after the Battle of Nanking in the Second Sino-Japanese War by the Imperial Japanese Army. Beginning on the 13th of December in 1937 the massacre lasted six weeks. The perpetrators also committed other war crimes such as mass rape, looting and arson. This massacre is considered to be one of the worst wartime atrocities.
1: This show was written and researched by myself, Mark Hughes, and proofread and edited by Linda Hughes. The actors in this episode were Mark Hughes, Linda Hughes and Denise Pooler. With special thanks to Neil Packer and the staff at the Haunted Antiques Paranormal Research Centre in Hinckley. And a big thanks to everyone for listening. Mark's unexplained world, because there's more to the paranormal than meets the third eye. And remember guys, keep it real, because being real is better than being perfect. This show and all its contents are covered by the basic copyright of Mark the Medium.